Hello and welcome to the Sparkle Hour, a fucking awesome podcast for fucking awesome people. I'm your co-host, Michelle Lewis, and along with my wonderful cousin, Nicole Lewis-Keeper, we're going to be talking about mindset, money, and all things awesome. So ladies, if you're ready to have a stronger mindset around yourself and your money, this podcast is for you. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Nicole, hi. Hey. (laughs) How are you today? I'm okay. It's, yeah, you know, it's one of it's a Monday for y'all. If y'all don't know, it's a Monday. See so you know how Mondays are. I'm they, good. They can be they can be a day. <laughs> they can be a really really good day, or they can also be like a really what the hell. I know. Happened can, the first hour of this week day. <laughs> how can I go back to bed and reset? Kind of day. <laughs> oh, for real. For real. Oh, But a good thing, a positive thing for today is today is us recording our last episode for season one. I know. I mean, it's so nuts to me that we're at this point already. It's so crazy and it's so cool. And I have to say, I am very proud of us. I'm stoked. High five. Fucking rock. High five on the screen. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Who would have thought? (laughs) Uh, yeah. And you know, it's funny that actually our topic today, um, since we're talking about, uh, how, how to handle or (laughs) ways to handle healthy ways to cope with fear and uncertainty. Um, it was a scary thing for us to say, Hey, let's, let's just do a podcast. Let's, let's, let's do this and put it out in the world. That's kind of scary. That was terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) To me, it was. I mean, I love being a podcast guest. I mean, I love to talk. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I love talking. Talking is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the, I don't like adulting too much though. So being responsible <laughs> for um, a podcast and all the things that it creates um, is a little scary because you and I both know that you can have an idea for something and it can it can morph into something completely different or more than you ever imagined so yeah I don't know about you, but I take on new activities with a healthy grain of like with a healthy idea of what the hell could happen with this <laughs> That's so, in, in the best of ways not just all, not in a bad way but just like you never know you can never dream that big the universe can give you so much more than you can even believe is true so I take that on so it is a little fearful because you don't know but and the uncertainty of what could come from it um, it can be hard, but it's also really fun too. So here we are. Here we are. And we just want to also say, um, clarify for our dear listeners, we are not experts in healthy ways of handling fear and uncertainty. We're doing this as a conversation with each other and with you to share some of the ways that we are learning um, and learning how to cope in a more healthy way with fear and uncertainty in our personal lives and basically like kind of on a global scale because it's kind of a shit show in America these days exactly so we didn't want to come on here and like and lecture or preach to you all about how you should be doing these things god no we're just learning ourselves no we can give you a healthy um 
you know, a healthy perspective on how we have, or, Mm -hmm. you know, as my, my background as a therapist, you know, what I've been trained to teach people to do. Right. I'm not sure that my schooling prepared us for what's going on right now. Um, I don't know that anybody could be prepared for what's going on in the world right now. I mean, other than looking at history and like civilizations that have annihilated themselves. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Learn what not to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they are experts at blowing up their lives. Good lord! I so, know. so let's help each other not shoot our own feet off. Exactly. So we're <laughs> here to have a dialogue and and hopefully um, give you a little bit of insight and hope, mm-hmm. a strategy or two. Yeah, basically to tell you that we're in the thick of it as well. So we're figuring it out, and we're and we're just you know taking you along the ride for with us on that. Exactly. And like, I like to characterize myself as an adventurous person. You know, I, I love adventure. I love um, kind of heading out into the unknown and um, all of that. And even when it scares the living shit out of me, I still want to do it because I'm curious to know what's on the other end of things. Um, And that hasn't always been the case. That's been um, something, uh, a characteristic that I've nurtured more and more along the way. Um, but there's definitely things that are scary and, um, can put me in a paralyzed state, but here's a fun thing. I was actually, um, I was doing a little bit of research for the topic cause you know, nerd girl loves her research. <laughs> um, and I was actually, uh, flipping back to an article in psychology today from a few years back. Cause you know, who doesn't just flip back to psychology today? I came across this article by Dr. Carl Albrecht, and he states that there are five basic fears that all humans share and from which all the different like phobias and shit like kind of morph from. And I bet that you know a little bit about this, having some psychology training of your own. Um, he, he mentions the five basic fears being extinction, mutilation, loss of autonomy, separation, and a death to the ego. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's super brainy. Let's, let's look at that a little bit. And I was like, well, hi, that kind of makes sense. Like extinction, like fear of annihilation, losing, uh, just ceasing to exist. Like that's kind of the ultimate scary shit right there. Right. Yeah. That's a healthy fear. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but what he, what he suggests is that, um, some of the panicky feelings that people get um, actually stem from that very base, like survival mode fear, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like when you're scared of heights or something, for example, like, or scared of falling, like you're actually scared of not existing anymore <laughs> at the end of that fall yeah. or whatever. I mean, at its core, at its core place, fear is actually a healthy emotion because it keeps you, from, you know, trying to shake hands with a T-Rex or (laughs) (laughs) from saying, I wonder how, how high this is and if I can make it. (laughs) um, Yeah. Fear is actually a healthy emotion um, because it has a base of keeping us alive because that's the core desire. That's the core purpose of human beings, right? Is to survive. So, right. Yep. 
So don't judge yourself for being fearful because it's there for a reason, right? Exactly. So like, first of all, we can, we can definitely recognize that fear is normal. Mm -hmm. Um, it is, it's not unhealthy to have fear. Um, because like you said, it does, it's there to protect us. It's there to give us uh, messages and warnings and it's just information. Like it's, it's an emotion that every human feels, um, and emotions are information. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. They're just information. We don't need to like be afraid of them. They have messages for us. They do. Yeah. So, um, mm. (laughs) is there anything that like in particular, did you want to talk about like stuff that you're kind of scared of right now or do we want to, do we want to go there? Do we want to, I I think that we're going to, I think, I think what it boils down to is that yes, you know, right now, um, I think most people have some kind of fear and uncertainty happening, no matter which side of the aisle, you know, so to speak, you are on. Politically uh, speaking. Politically speaking, religiously speaking, mm-hmm. no matter, you know, race, gender, whatever side or category or, or label you <laughs> consider yourself, mm-hmm. we all have fear. And right now, our fears are being pitted against us, um, by people who want to keep us afraid and because it suits their agenda and they're really damn good at it (laughs) because oh my god, they have, you know, all of this, uh, they have a huge platform that's really hard to ignore. So what I'm finding is that the fear and uncertainty that's happening with my clients are, you know, they just can't even, they can't even pick one thing to be afraid of because they're being bombarded. Mm. Um, I'm being bombarded. And so our fear response is getting stronger and stronger. We're more and more triggered. We're, you know, some of them are afraid to even um, sign on to social media in the morning or to check the news because they're already feeling victimized by Mm -hmm. the current climate. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's what I'm seeing with a lot of my clients is if they have any kind of trauma from their background that it is being triggered on the hour I was going to say on the daily but actually on the hourly yeah um, because they're in a position where um that traumatic response of what's going to happen I can't anticipate this it feels unpredictable I can't get my footing around me I don't feel safe is being triggered consistently throughout the day based upon what's happening so Mm -hmm. um you know, so it's a really hard time for them right now. And it's, and it's a difficult time as, you know, um, my therapy friends, you know, they're having a really hard time trying to keep their own fears and uncertainty at bay while helping their clients. And they're feeling very overwhelmed, um, and ill prepared to handle the current environment. So I think we just have to acknowledge that we are where we are. And that we are going to be afraid and that there are people who want us to be afraid. And that when we can all, when we can come back to a place of love, when we're dealing with someone who believes differently than us to understand that they are afraid and that love for them and love for us um, together is, is a good place to start, you know, to acknowledge the fear and to send love. I could not agree more. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And, and the phrase that I'm seeing more and more love trumps hate yeah. is, is so important. You know, it is so important because hate is what holds us down. Hate is what separates us. Hate is what um, feeds 
fears and feeds phobias and without allowing us to take the information in and process it and move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, the word overwhelm and feeling overwhelmed is absolutely like true. And when, whenever I feel that in myself, mm-hmm. um, whenever I'm feeling overwhelmed by the information that <laughs> is being presented to me from different angles uh, within and without, I shut the hell down. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, ah, information overload is a real thing um, because you're not taking the time to process it, right? So maybe that is step one in a healthy strategy um, is taking some time away, just giving yourself a time out, whether that's taking a time out from social media or just taking a literal time out, getting yourself isolated and solo for a minute to think and process through what you're, you're being faced with. Um, that gives you the chance to kind of sort stuff out. So it's not all coming at you at once. Does that make sense? Oh, it totally makes sense. And I think that it's a huge, it's a really good strategy because we feel like we need to be informed constantly, but really, you know, when it boils down to it, all the things that are coming at you on the news all day long, what can you really do about each and every one of them right now? Not a whole hell of a lot. Not a whole hell of a lot. So you stay in overwhelm, you stay overly activated, we become more reactive, mm-hmm. we get sucked in, um, and just kind of get in that fear loop. So taking a break from coverage and taking a break from social media and taking a break from the worry, you know, is hugely important because in reality, our, our fight, flight, or freeze part of our brain believes that when we see something on TV that triggers us that we haven't, we need to do something about that right now. But the reality is, is that we can't do all the things and there's very little we can do in this moment to fix that thing that we just saw on the news. So we need to take a breath. Exactly. Take a breath. And let's, let's get really, really technical with that. When we say take a breath, we mean literally take a breath, Mm -hmm. calm your physical body by taking a deep, cleansing breath. Mm -hmm. Um, Do it for three or four or five minutes, as long as it takes to get yourself to physically calm down um, so that you can be in control again. Because Mm -hmm. a big piece with fear and uncertainty um, is a loss of control or a sense that you have lost control Mm -hmm. um, or that you are being controlled. That it goes back to a a loss of autonomy. And that means that Mm -hmm. you don't have control over your thoughts, feelings, actions, or stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you got to get that back, right? Get your control back, get your power back because you actually do. You can pick up the remote, turn off the TV. You Mm -hmm. can get off of social social media. You can give yourself the gift of a break from the coverage Mm -hmm. and take a deep breath and know that, you, you can have a break and still be informed. Yeah. It's going to be there when you come back. Yes. But your fight, flight, or freeze part of your brain, that amygdala, it does not know that. It doesn't know that. You have to, you have to let it know that, Hey, I love you. You are safe. Mm -hmm. We're okay. Yeah. And then it's going to say, well, turn the fucking TV off. traumatizing me 80 times a day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because it's true. You know, um, if you, if, if you think about, you know, 
uh, what were we saying? The fear of mutilation, like fear of being harmed, physical pain, things like that. That fear response that's triggered in us takes us back to a time when we did experience physical pain, mm-hmm. and we don't want to. We don't want to feel that again. So we freak the fuck out. <laughs> right? And it doesn't necessarily mean that that is going to be the result. Like we're not necessarily going to feel that same pain again. Mm -hmm. Um, But our bodies don't know that. Our our muscle memory doesn't know that. It just remembers, okay, this happened and then I got hurt. Exactly. Right? Yeah. It doesn't know. It can't negotiate. All it does is react. All it does is react. So we get to put ourselves back in the driver's seat, not our seven-year-old self or a 10-year-old self or a 14-year-old self, whatever, you know, we as adults in this place and time get to take control again. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to taking a pause, taking a time out, doing some deep breathing, getting clarity, right? Like cutting out the noise for a minute so Mm -hmm. that we can see, all right, this is the information that I have. Here's the scary thing that I'm facing. Here's the scary thing that I saw, heard, or experienced. What are my next steps? Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Right. And so, so now, so everybody's in the same kind of space of overwhelm and trigger and fear. So mm-hmm. what do we do with the people in our world that don't believe the same thing we do and are being more, a little bit more verbal or combative or, um, people that you never knew had a certain opinion all of a sudden do when you feel some uncertainty, mm-hmm. because I think a lot of people are feeling very uncertain about their relationships right now. Oh my God. Yeah. Climate. So then what do we do? <laughs> wow. I, I, I mean, we go back to those same steps. We, we first get ourselves back in control. We, we realize that we are physically safe right here and right now. Yes. And that we don't have to go to worst case scenario. You know, we can be prepared, certainly, Mm -hmm. but we don't have to live in that, oh my God, I'm going to die, or oh my God, I'm going to get hurt, or oh my God, I'm never going to see this person again. All of those possibilities that, you know, where our base fears like stem from. Mm -hmm. Um, And uncertainty in relationships is almost a given, right? Like, we, if we can like take that stance of, I'm not always going to be certain of my uh, continued relationship with this person, whether it's like a lover or a friend or even a family member, you know, because life, it does end at some point on this planet. And we, we don't always get to see that person. Um, but while we do have relationship with them, we can honor it in that place and for what it is. Mm -hmm you know, and, and, um, maybe cling to it less. Mm -hmm. I find like when I'm clinging on to something, (laughs) it's super unattractive and very repulsive in a sense, you know, and, and just know that nothing is certain and that that's okay. Mm -hmm. That it's okay. Yeah, it is. And, you know, this is probably when I, I have a, you know, a positive outlook in that I believe that, um, that people are going to kind of, I don't know, they're going to figure this shit out that's happening and that cooler heads are going to prevail and that Mm -hmm. there's people working behind the scenes that we're not aware of to try and figure, figure out some balance here. I, I, as crazy as it seems, I, I can't help but hope that there is some kind of, um, 
balancing that is happening behind the scenes that we cannot see that, that either literally or you know through universal law so I don't get as upset about that I do but the things that have been hard for me you know just from a personal standpoint of feeling uncertain is just really having to really manage the disappointment that yeah. I had within people that I had one opinion of yeah you know, just to get for real, I've had yeah. one opinion of you and the climate that we're in politically has w awoken a voice in you that I find to be highly offensive Yeah, or really disturbing because I thought that you were, you know, again, we categorize people. I thought you were one kind of person and now you're showing yourself to be something else. Yeah. And that has been a really hard place for me to be in. And so I have had to work extra hard. Um, you know, coming from that, you know, mindset place of, okay, so what is it about you that that person is triggering, you know, I, taking responsibility mm -hmm. for it myself, you know, what is it about them that is triggering because I don't like it about me or, um, you know, how is this person making me feel because the relationship that we had feels um, unstable now, you know, so again, taking the responsibility in my plate to say it is up to me to change how I feel or experience this person because I can only control myself. So that has been a huge opportunity for personal development. Yeah. I mean, it really has. <laughs> it's been hard. Uh, you know, there've been arguments, there's been nasty things said, there's been, you know, reactions on Facebook to people that I either don't even know or, or they don't know me and they want to come after me and then I feel rattled, you know, it's just been a hard place to be. Yeah. And so, um, I think that's been the most shocking and the most growth producing area for me when it's come to how we are and how we're doing right now has been some relationships that I felt kind of got rattled a little bit and having to navigate them from a different standpoint, which is possible because it did happen. They did, but it takes a, it takes a healthy dose of looking in the mirror mm -hmm. to do that. And so be, you know, be less quick to, to blame, judge, or project, look at yourself. And then remember this person's probably also fearful as well. Mm -hmm. They're operating from a low base, low, you know, low vibration of fear yeah. and to send them love too. So that's been where I've been. I've been, you know, that's what I've been going through personally and trying to create, you know, some, you know, some grounding and some sanity and amongst all of the uncertainty and fear that's happening right now it's yeah. been hard it is hard and um i've watched you do it and it's it's you're modeling it well let me just tell you that um because you're authentic with it and you're able to say i'm disappointed in this person or i'm disappointed in this that or the other situation without um without you know, casting judgment or blaming or anything like that, but being able to recognize that, you know, this is just another human and they're feeling fear for some reason. Yeah. And I love what you said about being able to take a look in the mirror and taking some responsibility as well. And it's not taking responsibility for that person's reactions or that mm. person's responses or that person's opinions or beliefs. Right. It, it's simply taking it's just taking control back. Really. Mm -hmm. Um, it goes back to that, like, um, controlling what you say, what you think, what you express. Um, and knowing that if I say this, or if I do that, um, it may in, incite a reaction in another person. And is it worth it? Mm -hmm. Um, is my, 
do I need to take a stand here or there? Do I need to draw a line here or there? Mm -hmm. um, and that's okay. It's okay to, to draw those lines and those boundaries around what we um, hold dear. Mm -hmm. But also knowing that it's always not, it's not always necessary to, to engage in an argument with mm -hmm. another person because it's not necessarily going to go anywhere um, other than the shitter. <laughs> I know. You just ask yourself, what do I want to contribute to this? And mm -hmm. if it's something that's volatile or negative, you know, there, there's no point really, you know, it's about creating a boundary, send love and create a, create a boundary. Yeah. Um, but ask yourself, you know, what will be the benefit? What do I want to contribute? And I really do believe what we put out, we get back. So, mm -hmm. you know, check yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. How much of that you want to put out because you're going to get it back. <laughs> you are going to get it back. And um, it's true. Like, do you want to thrive in a, in, a, in, a, in a striving relationship with this person? Do you want your relationship to be all about the argument and all about the headbutting and mm -hmm. all about the digging in? Or do you want this relationship with this person to be something that's a little more valuable, a little higher level, a little elevated. Um, uh, we, we talked about being able to honor the relationship with that mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. And is that maybe the time to say, you know, to, to bless them and send them on their way? Yeah. Um, or is it the time to, to bless them and say, hey, what can we do to make this uh, a more mutual, more loving relationship for both of us. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's just not talking about politics or religion. And it is possible to have a relationship with someone and do that, that it's you honor. True. It is true. You can do that. Um, so, you know, it just popped in my mind. One of the things I'm also seeing was a lot of, um, it's more so peers is that I have very, um, oh gosh, what's the word? I have a lot of peers who are very involved in a, in a lot of causes, you know, mm -hmm. when it comes to, um, you know, disabilities or when it comes to, um, you know, human rights and mm -hmm. fem, you know, feminine rights and all these, um, all of these things that are getting kind of, you know, circle, you know, circulated up right now and you're getting, um, yeah getting triggered and um and they're also feeling very very overwhelmed and feel like that they need it's it's like issue whack-a-mole it's like which one do I want to pick oh. um <laughs> yeah it's true it is true and I, I'm not sure if it was Elizabeth Gilbert or Lennon I can't remember it was one of those two people and they said pick the cause that it is most close to your heart mm-hmm and the one you feel strongest about and mm -hmm. do something positive and, and an activity that is, you know, positively um, going to generate some good mojo. And they said, focus on that one thing because you can't focus on all the causes. Mm -hmm. So if we get overwhelmed and we do nothing, we're not helpful. But if we pick the one thing that we feel we can be in positive action around, that that will make a huge difference. Um, and it does from that collective conscious standpoint too, as well. So if you're feeling overwhelmed about all of the things that are being triggered, all of the issues, um, pick one, you don't, no one expects you to fix all of them. <laughs> yeah. So don't expect to fix all of them yourself. Like yeah. it's true. Like just pick something that means something to you, whether it's, um, you know, cancer, fighting cancers or, mm -hmm. um, Alzheimer's research or helping, 
and sex trafficking mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever it is, because there's a lot of shit in this world. Let's yeah. like, let's just not try to sugarcoat it. There mm-hmm. is a lot of evil and there's a lot of really fucking horrible things going on. Yep. And we can get absolutely overwhelmed by all of that. Mm-hmm. So truly pick the one that speaks to your heart or even two, you know, mm-hmm. You can maybe handle two. You know yeah. what you can handle, <laughs> exactly. right? You know, you know, you can't handle all of them, but you can handle one. Mm-hmm. You can maybe handle two mm-hmm. and then put your energy there. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, put your, your financial resources, not all of them, just the ones mm-hmm. that you are willing to invest in, mm-hmm. but put your energy there. And then, then you know that you are, you specifically your powerful wonderful amazing self is doing something positive to combat something super shitty yeah exactly exactly from from monetary to time to just sending prayers you know and any and all things that you can do to create a positive action and an empowering action i think goes a long way to overcome that victim mentality and that fear mentality that's that's so rampant right now so yeah so what else do you think? What else have you been doing? Um, I think we've hit most of the main ones, but mm-hmm. um, definitely um, one that we talked about in a previous episode was self-care. Yeah. Um, so it's important to keep your self-care regimen intact during the fearful times and during times of uncertainty, especially when those feelings of fear and uncertainty are ramped up. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta take care of yourself. Nothing yeah. wrong with that at all. Yeah. how have you been doing that um doing a lot of breathing doing a lot of meditation um keeping myself calm um one simple practice that i've um, started doing to kind of minimize the overwhelm is taking a break from facebook and all social media just on the weekends you Mm -hmm. know like i'm not ready to to give it up altogether and do a Mm -hmm. fast i i've actually heard of some people who are planning to um stay off their social media um, in total, um, for the season of Lent, which is coming up, uh, yeah, in just a few days. I mean, once this recording goes live, it'll be passed, (laughs) but that's something that you can do. Um, I'm just doing it on the weekends. I'm just taking Mm -hmm. a two day break. Um, I don't need to do any kind of work that way. Um, and it's, it's so helpful. Like Mm -hmm. it's literally giving me my peace of mind back. Because, you know, it's Monday and I pick up the, the, the phone and look, I'm like, oh yeah, there's, there's still shit going on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it didn't stop. It, it didn't, didn't stop that much, right? <laughs> yeah. It really didn't change that much, you know, um, but it has given me 48 hours of sanity to, mm-hmm. you know, to really focus on, well, what can I do? Um, and really just talking myself through things like, um, taking that pause, taking those deep cleansing breaths, regaining um, my composure um, physically and mentally, and knowing that I am safe, all is well. Mm-hmm. This is simply a feeling. This is information, and feelings are okay, and this feeling will pass. Right. Right? Right. Yeah, that's definitely one I think I'm going to work on integrating because I feel that I also need that um, because my business is online and I always feel like I'm going to, I have FOMO, like I'm going to miss something, but I don't really think I have. <laughs> yeah, it'll still be there. It's, oh, not, yeah. it's not going anywhere. And if yeah. it did, if it absolutely, I mean, if the worst case scenario, if I, if my 
business fell apart on the weekends when I was out having fun. Okay. Now <laughs> I just rebuild it. <laughs> You're like, that's wouldn't meant be obviously if it was that fragile, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I get that. That's something that I aspire to implement. Um, yeah, because for me at this moment, really, it's just about trying to, um, you know, pay attention to the things that I know are to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, focusing on the things I know that are certain, the, the experiences of people in my life that I know are there for me and that I can count on because that helps me ground, um, you know, focusing on those things. Because like we said earlier, we feel uncertain. So the opposite of that is focusing on things you feel certain about because oh. it'll make you feel more confident, right? I love this. Let's, let's talk about some of the things that we're certain about. You first. Me first. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, and this is just a funny one. So I feel certain that when I listen to Electric Light Orchestra, um, including the song I'm Alive or All Over the World, I am going to immediately feel happy and want to move my body and feel joyful. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. All right. I have a silly one too. I can be certain that whenever I... Uh, leave my bedroom or get up and move around my house, my cat Rambo is going to come running and (laughs) meowing at me and wanting to just be cuddled and loved on. And that's a very soothing feeling for both of us. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I can be certain that at um, 10 o'clock in the morning that my cats are going to gather around me and look up at me lovingly and really actually mean that they want to be fed. (laughs) Without fail. Without fail. (laughs) I can be certain that um, when I go outside in my backyard, I'm going to hear my chickens start clucking to me. I'm going to smell whatever fresh flowers are in bloom, depending on the season. And I'm going to hear my pond bubbling away with happy little koi swimming through peacefully. Yes, your backyard is is my um, my dream yard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you're gonna love it even more because I am actually building a labyrinth in my backyard. Okay, I'm moving in. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you to our friend Patrice um, for uh, giving me the go ahead green light. She didn't even know she did this. Really? Is, yeah, she has no idea until she hears this um, that. Uh, that I'm going to finally do the thing that I wanted and build that damn labyrinth in my backyard. Nice. Good. Even more reason to come visit. Yes, please. Certain that I will be visiting my cousin, Michelle (laughs) (laughs) very soon. And that I will enjoy every second of it. (laughs) I can be certain that every time that I get on a podcast recording with my beautiful cousin, Nicole, that I am going to feel enlightened, empowered, and incredibly joyful because Mm -hmm. you bring out so much joy in me. Uh (laughs) Oh, um, I can be certain that when I need a hug, I can go ask my husband and he will give me a big old, you know, crazy hug and tell me, you know, to be nice to myself. And he's always says, be good to yourself, love yourself, be kind to yourself. So I know for certain that if I'm ever in need of love or want that I will be given it by him. I love that. Mm-hmm. I can be certain that whenever I see my sweetheart, Chad, he's going to do something silly just to make me smile because it's his favorite thing. <laughs> and I'm super grateful for it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, I, oh gosh. And I, I can be certain that when I hit the hill behind our house and get my feet in the grass and some sun on my face, that everything just fades away just for a little while. And that nature is always going to be the place to go to ground when I don't know what else to do. Oh, it's a good one. Mm -hmm. And I can be certain that whenever I spend time uh, getting quiet and still, um, whether it's for prayer or for meditation, um, I can feel my spirit connect with people that have um, people that have passed on and who mean a lot to me. I can certainly feel them around me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So isn't it cool that we could probably continue on doing this for another half hour for all the things that we feel very certain about? And doesn't it make you feel more confident? Yeah. And it makes me feel a lot more calm and mm-hmm. strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that there's always something to feel grateful for and to look towards for certainty because it grounds you and makes you feel safer. Absolutely. It's these times of fear and uncertainty where we get to really stretch and exercise our faith muscles, Mm -hmm. whatever our faith may look like. Um, And that can be religious or not religious, Mm -hmm. um, spiritual or not spiritual. Um, But those are the times where we exercise that muscle and Mm -hmm. do we do make it stronger. So we would love to just encourage you in, in that way. And we certainly hope that um, some of the things that we've shared here with each other and shared with you, um, are going to be helpful to you in uh, incorporating more healthy ways to deal with fear and uncertainty in your life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we'd love to hear some of them from you. You know, what, what makes you feel certain? What are the things that you could list out that you're certain about, you know, to help you feel more grounded and more supported? Um, we always love to hear from you all. Yeah. Um, so just let us know, you know, what are you certain about? Um, you know, I, I am certain that this podcast <laughs> um, will have a far reach. And, I, and I'm, I'm certain that, you know, um, that each time that we spend time with you all, um, that a positive ripple is made. And that's what this is all about for us. I'm certain of that as well. And um, we would love to hear from you guys. So please feel free to reach out to us. Um, If you ever have questions or comments, if you want to share a list of the things that you're most certain about, um, you can do that on our Facebook page at The Sparkle Hour, and you can do that also on our website. Visit us there at thesparklehour.com, where you can catch our show notes. Um, You can learn more about us, your fabulous (laughs) co-hosts, and whatever we talk about each, each, uh, each episode. And we, we, we really welcome your comments, your, your questions, your suggestions for topics that you'd like us to talk about in depth. And when you do listen to us, we want to encourage you to, to leave a review for our podcast um, on iTunes. I actually include a link, or we include a link for that in our show notes each week for how you can review us on iTunes. And that helps our podcast go farther and farther and wider and wider and get, um, get good information into the earbuds and ear holes of people mm. <laughs> who need to hear it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Please do. Please do. Cause this podcast is just as much about you all as it is about us. 100%. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is good. Yay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And so thank you for tuning into season one. We're going to take a break um, and we'll, we'll uh, do some more 
wonderful episodes. We'll have guests coming on in our season two that we can't wait to share with you. We've got great stuff coming up, you guys. So thank you for being part of our journey and letting us be part of yours. Thank you for being here with us and we love you. And we're going to do a virtual toast. Yes, we will. (laughs) Sparkle Hour. Thanks for tuning into the Sparkle Hour. We'll catch you next season. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Sparkle Hour. To learn more about any of the topics we've discussed today, please visit our website at thesparklehour.com. This is Nicole Lewis-Kieber. We'll see you all on the next show. And remember... When in doubt, sparkle that shit out.